There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by The Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, CEO and founder, and I am honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through paying it forward and giving back. Ethical business owners and holistic healers who are determined to create collective change in the world. Once we have a change in consciousness and through collective change, we can become one. When I found my next guest, my curiosity got the better of me and I just had to speak to her. Melissa Lyon West spent the first 30 years of her life in a cult. This alone led my mind racing to a million questions. Since she's left, she has become a coach, helping women to find hope in the darkness by leaving fear, shame and guilt behind by finding their voice and creating a life they love waking up to. During our conversation, it became clear to me that Melissa and I had so much in common. And my key takeaways were the concept of borrowing courage, and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. The reverberating message of not being enough was another that stuck with me, and is something we all need to heal. I hope you get as much as I did out of this time with Melissa, and the impact she's making. Welcome, Melissa, to The Ethical Evolution. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Um, Now, can you tell us who you are and your background? Sure. So my name is Melissa Lyon-West, and I help women and those who are tired of living in fear to overcome self-doubt, build confidence so they can live boldly. And that passion and mission comes from my experience doing the same thing. I lived for the first 30 years of my life in so much fear and guilt and shame. I was born and raised in a fundamental Christian cult Wow! here in the U.S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I forget that's not, that's not normal. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> So yeah, for the, you know, I was, it was everything. It was my friends and family and education and jobs and community. And it wasn't until I met somebody on the outside that helped me get out um, that, yeah, that I really saw how toxic and how trapped I was. And it was because of, of that friend. And then the friends I met afterwards that I now have this just fundamental belief that we are not meant to do this on our own. Mm. And so that's kind of where, where everything was born. All of my work was born from this, this desire to watch women and, and really anyone who wants to do the work, move from this fear into just freedom and, and the ability to live out who they really are. Yeah. And, you know, um, I've, I've looked into your background as well. And my gosh, what a, what a life you've had so far. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, and so you've got four kids. 
I do. And um, you've been through your trials and tribulations as well with family. (laughs) My gosh, you're amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I I definitely am leaning more into that um, just, you know, as I help these other women really embrace how amazing they are. I have to do the work myself Mm. and it is, it is so much more freeing, I guess, just to be like, yes, I have overcome so much. And, and I, you know, have created this business that is helping other women do that. That is amazing. And then I can say to them, and so are you, Mm. which I just love, I just love it. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And I I can see you light up as you talk about it. And, you know, this is the thing, um, as coaches, um, and I work with many coaches and, and Emma coach, and, um, we can only take people where we've gone. Yeah. 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 And, and sometimes I feel like I'm just a few steps ahead Mm. and that has definitely been something that I've had to work through. Like, you know, we have this imposter syndrome. I feel like everyone deals with it. And sometimes I feel like, well, I'm not far enough ahead. I haven't done enough. And yeah, I've definitely had to, to say, you know, because of the work I've done, I can help those who are just a couple of years behind me. And I, I understand, I completely remember the struggles and that's a benefit. That's not a hindrance, mm. which I think is, is really important for me to remember. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is it, you know, all these things that we go through, they're, they're opportunities for growth rather than failures. And I think if we can leverage from that and help others through their journey, then we're winning. Absolutely. Winning. Yes. 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 So much of what we think of as failure is just learning. Mm. Not so much. I think everything, everything we think of as failures is really us just learning and yeah, I love when we can take that learning and then support and help other people mm. instead of feeling burdened by what we think were mistakes. Yeah. So what would you say um, do you see the most um, in in the women that you work with? I mean, no doubt you'd probably see women who who just have a life of, of not having a voice, not not knowing what's really out there for them. Yeah, I've worked with women every every type of woman from, you know, someone who's come from a very similar background as me to more mainstream, normal people. <laughs> um, I air quote that because I don't think any of us are normal. <laughs> um, and so I've definitely seen, you know, so many different types of lifestyles and I've worked with men as well, but so much of what I see is this, this belief that we're not enough. Mm. I'm not smart enough, strong enough, skinny enough, popular enough. I'm not a good enough parent. I'm not a good enough partner. What fill in the blank. And that fear of not being enough keeps us hidden with this, this fear that we're going to be found out. Mm. Someone's going to find out that I'm not smart enough, you know, popular enough or whatever it is, mother enough. And once we get found out, then we're going to get ostracized. We're going to get rejected. And so it's this fear, shame, compilation, you know, it's like mixture of all of this fear and shame and guilt, and it keeps us quiet and hidden and separated from each other. Mm. And I love, I love so much watching women come in like that. And then through our, our work together, when they start to really embrace who they are and their worth and their story and their, see their failures as strengths and learning they just light up with, with the potential and the possibility. And yeah, that, that switch is 
it just gives me so much energy. It makes, it makes this work so amazing to see them really step into their power and realize how amazing they are. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've seen it too. And it's like, it's so rewarding to see someone actually find themselves and find their voice and know that they, they are worth it. Um, like that in itself, like that makes life worth living, I reckon. Yes. Yes. And like you said, when you see it, it's just, it's like this huge exhale, mm. you know, that, that moment when they, when they find the strength or, or find their voice or find what they want to say or find the strength to say what they found they want to say. Yeah. It's, I love it. So, so powerful. So can you give us an example of, of a woman that you've helped in the transformation that she's had? Sure. So, um, one woman that is coming to mind, she was in a, an, an abusive controlling relationship and she just had had it, but she didn't know what to do. She didn't know where to go. She didn't think she had had it within her to do what she needed to do. And honestly, when she came into coaching, she was skeptical that it was even for her. And over the next, you know, I work for people, I work with people for about three months. And over that time to see her really see how strong she was, to see what she had already survived through and how strong she was. She went from just closed and scared to living on her own with her kids, supporting them, fully embracing her power and her strength and, and living and creating a life that really made her happy. And it was so amazing to see, you know, that, that transformation of I'm, I'm too afraid to I'm so enough. I have everything I need within me and I can do this. And, you know, I, I helped a lot of women who are in a career change or who have been home with kids and now it's time for them to figure out what they want to do next. And so often it's, we come in small, you know, afraid we, we've been told by our culture that, that, you know, just giving, giving, giving of ourselves and we're so depleted. And so I see these women come in, they're so depleted. They don't know what's next. And I helped this one woman. She had such an incredible story. She, she was an immigrant and she loved the outdoors, had found so much healing in hiking and, and backpacking. And she, through our work together, found that her passion was helping other women who had come here to find healing and to be like that gateway for them. Because it can, you know, it can be a lot to figure out how to, you know, go hiking in this area and things. And that's something I could never do, obviously. I'm, you know, I, I can't help those women, but to be able to help her and then she is then going to spread that in the ripple effect. Oh, okay. I could just go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You know, like if you can get, get to the root um, of someone who um, can amplify that, that change even further, like that is just incredible to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like together when we're all working together and we're, we're working to uplift each other, the healing and the hope that comes from that. And, you know, we're definitely in a time where we've spent so many centuries fighting against each other and women, you know, especially we're pitted against each other to keep us, to keep us out of power. And I feel, I feel that I'm seeing this 
slow change where women are now starting to support each other and uplift each other. And that, it gives me hope. Yeah. And look, Melissa, I've been having conversations with lots of women lately and we're talking about exactly the same thing. Again, I'm like, I'm here again. Um, there's, there's, there's an absolute evolution happening here. The change is coming and women cannot be ignored anymore. Hear them roar. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I think we're so tired of not having a voice. Yeah. And, you know, and for me, you know, it was, it was 30 years that I had no voice that I was in this, um, in this group and coming out, I was almost addicted to listening to powerful women who had gone before me and listening to what they had done and what they had struggled through and, and overcome. And, it gave me, I often say that I borrowed these people's courage mm. because I didn't feel like I had it myself, but I knew if they had done it, then I could do it. And yeah, I think we're just tired of being ignored. We're tired of not having a voice and we're over it. We're over it. <laughs> yeah. And you know, um, uh, one of the things that fascinated me about your story, obviously, you know, um, having spent uh, a large part of your life in a cult, um, oh my God, there's a million questions come to mind there. <laughs> um, but I mean, what, what, what really stands out for you from that time other than, you know, being, you know, not having a voice and not, not knowing the real world, what, what do you, what really stands out to you from that time? I think the overriding feeling that I remember and that, that stands out is the fear. Mm. And you know, I, I, I thought it was unique to that group and to my life, but coming out, it's everyone's story. We all have this fear that we're dealing with in one way or the other. And, you know, for me, it was, was I going to be found out because I didn't follow all the rules? Was, you know, for me, I didn't really fit in. I didn't really, I always felt something was off, but I, I didn't know anything else. So I tried to form myself into this mold that somebody else told me was right, but always constantly feeling like I'm going to be found out. Someone's going to figure it out. Someone's going to find out, you know, you had that, you had mixed in with like God being angry at me. And so I was always afraid of, was I, was I making him happy enough? Was, was he going to, you know, curse me? <laughs> it was all, all kinds of fear, just so many layers of fear. And yeah, I think that is definitely the overriding theme of those first those first three decades of my life. <laughs> wow, absolutely incredible, and couldn't even imagine what that is like. But you know, um, when when we look in and in the real world, um, like you know, the stories that you're telling, my gosh, I can so relate. Um, yeah. You know, um, and so many women can as well. Um, where you know we've been hurt over and over again to a point where we lock ourselves down. We, we feel the fear and that's all we feel. And I know for me it took oh, nearly 40 years um, to, to get through that. And um, just recently, wow, I mean, if you'd have known me five years ago, completely different person. Same. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, to someone who didn't have a voice, who, who wasn't seen, who wasn't heard, who wasn't recognised, um, to now someone who is seen, who is heard, who is acknowledged um, and isn't afraid to do that anymore 
Like for me, that's that's huge. And people see me now and they go, "Who are you?" You know, like <laughs> it it is. And when you get that power and you find yourself, my gosh, there's no greater feeling in the world. Yeah, I think what you just said there is that you found yourself. Yeah, I, I don't feel like I've changed. I feel like I finally am who I was always. I just now have the freedom to be that person, right? I mm. there's there, and it's like this exhale, like okay. Now I'm not afraid to be who I always was. Mm. Yeah, I think that that's so powerful. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I, I guess yours was locked away and just needed to get out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, what I found was, you know, sharing my story was a huge part of my healing. Mm. And it was really a part of me claiming and taking ownership of my life. So, you know, if you were in line at the grocery store too long with me, you were going to hear my story. <laughs> if you sat down on the park bench next to me, I was going to tell you my story. Um, and, you know, when you start with, well, yeah, I, I came out of a cult. People, they'll listen. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> but the thing that stuck out to me and really led me to this work is that I would tell this story and I would think nobody's going to understand and just like you, they would say, oh, yeah, I completely understand. I'm afraid of what my mom will think because I want to do this thing. Or I'm afraid that what my dad will think because I want to change careers. Or I'm afraid of what my boss will think or my partner. And so I found so much support and community in places I never thought that I would. Mm. Because, yeah, I think that fear is, I mean, it's, it's we all struggle with it. Yeah. And, and, you know, most people will be like, like you've said, um, how can you relate to that? My gosh, everybody can relate. Everybody is, we're all one in this, you know? And, um, I was just speaking to another coach who works with women, um, from Alaska, um, recently. And, um, we were talking about, uh, you know, imagining, um, a world without shame. Um, imagine that, imagine a life without shame. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, we wear weird around here, like a badge of honor. Like we are glad that we're a weird family. And I'm always like, yes, let's be weird. And we'll often talk about, imagine if we all felt the freedom mm. to just be who we really are without being ashamed that we're too weird or we're too strange or different and how beautiful the differences are. Mm. And yeah, a world without shame would be, Wow. It's hard yes. to imagine, isn't it? But my <laughs> God, how incredible would it be? Yeah. <laughs> so in the work that you do now uh, with women, um, what would you say is your biggest challenge and how do you overcome it? Who? With, with me or with them? Their challenges or my challenges? Your challenges. My challenges. Well, fear. Mm. I know that I'm a coach who coaches other women through fear, but... I have come to learn in my life, and I think for a lot of other people, that fear, you know, fear is there to take care of us. Fear is an evolutionary process that keeps us from, you know, straying too far from the group so that we don't get killed and, you know, keeping our hand away from the hot fire. But in this modern society, it has definitely warped into the strange beast. Mm. And for me, you know, I am afraid every time I get on a new podcast or stand on a stage to speak or 
Yeah, there's so many, so many things. And I've come to view fear as my friend that just doesn't get to rule my life anymore. So I kind of try to think of her as, as this other part of me that's trying to keep me safe. And I just say, I understand that you're trying to keep me safe, but you need to get in the back seat because we're doing this thing. Mm. And, but yeah, I, I mean, I still struggle with, <laughs> with fear, but I have just learned to work with fear and not try to overcome fear. Mm. I think for me, the thought of overcoming fear was too big and too scary. And I didn't think that I would actually ever do that. How do you overcome fear? I didn't know. And so instead I just, I just work with fear, but it's, it's a process. Yeah. It's a daily process. Yeah. And that's such a great way to look at it is not let it overrule you. I mean, it's, it's there uh, for a, for a healthy reason, um, yeah. but it's when it takes over that it's not healthy. Um, exactly. So I think that's such a refreshing way to look at it. And, and, you know, I think everybody can learn from that. Yeah, it's with us. I feel like it's with <laughs> us. You know, every time we try something new, mm. you know, Brene Brown talks about, you know, FFTs. Um, the, I don't know. Can I curse on here? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The fucking first times. And every time we try something new, we're scared. We're afraid. And just to normalize it and say, oh, it's okay to be afraid. Mm. Am I in danger? No. Okay, we're going to still do this. Yeah. And, um, you know, as a coach, that's something that um, I talk about a lot as well is we forget we're human, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're human. Give yourself a break. Um, yeah. Like seriously, um, we're, we're a miracle in ourselves um, and we just got to recognise it, you know. Like fear is okay. Feelings are okay. Whatever you feel is normal and it will be temporary. Um, yeah. So... I think we just need to take a step back and recognize, hey, we're human. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I work with a lot of little kids, um, and the other day I heard one of one of their teachers say, "It's okay to be angry." Yeah, what are you angry about? And it was so refreshing. Oh wow! To see a big person tell a little person, "It's okay to have these big feelings." Mm. It's okay. And, you know, like you said, we, we hold ourselves to these high expectations. That's impossible for a human. Mm. And, you know, we're just supposed to be happy our whole life and we're just supposed to succeed in everything we try. It's like, no, that's not how humanity works. All right. We have, you know, we, we want it to be like a straight line from A to B. And instead it's like a bowl of pasta. It's just, you know, so tangled and that's okay. It's beautiful. And again, this this conditioning that society gives us, um, media, it has a lot to answer for. That you know, it's a picture perfect life. Everything is yeah. is wonderful. You know, that's not reality. And this yeah. is something that comes up nearly every day in conversations. It, you know, reality is not perfect, and that's okay. Because yeah, right, like Instagram is a snapshot oh, with a filter on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I just had my daughter take a picture of me doing like my power poses to get ready for, for, you know, my podcast. And I was like, wait, I cleared off my desk. I like moved the trash away. You know, you gotta, 
it's just a snapshot. And yeah. then we put a filter on top. It's not, yeah, it's not reality. Yeah. Reality um, is so messy. I know. And, you know, <laughs> I've had clients who want to portray that picture perfect life and, and I've actually put it in their face that it's not, you know, and they've, they've had to realise that, oh, it's okay to be real. It's okay to be me. Um, yeah, I found so much freedom when I started admitting the mess. Mm. And, you know, when I was coming out and, and questioning and I started questioning within the group before I left and that was just not okay. You know, I, I was a woman, I was speaking up, I was questioning, I was saying like, Hey, how, how come you get to tell me what to do? And, and it was really messy. It, I was very angry. I was, I had was bitter. I just had a lot of feelings and I, for the first time, just let them all come up. I mean, it was like a volcano. Mm. I had suppressed all of this for so long and I was like, no more. And it just came Mm. pouring out. And the really cool thing was that other people in the group who wanted something real started sneaking over to my house at night (laughs) to talk to me. (laughs) And when I let all that messy realness out, people were attracted to it. Yep. Because they saw with they saw something in me that that was in them too. And yeah, the I feel like the more vulnerable I am, the more connection I have with others because they're like, "Yes, okay, me too. I'm not alone in this." And there's there's so much freedom in that when you don't feel alone in your struggles. Mm. And, you know, I, I've been interviewed on, on many shows as well and one of the, the themes that comes through is human connection. Everything mm-hmm. we do is based on human connection and the more we align ourselves with that, the more we'll get it back. Um, yeah. You know, it, right down to everyday work, like um, in the work that I do in, in podcasts and TV shows and, and all kinds of stuff, when we focus on human connection, that's what resonates with a human yeah, that's what, they, that. <laughs> that's what they need, you know. That's yeah. the common thread. And when we actually are real and raw and show that humanness, people are going to gravitate towards that because that's what they are. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like we have been so isolated. I mean, not just in the last year where we've been physically yeah. <laughs> isolated and, and it's been heightened, but our society has isolated us yeah. for so long. Yeah. And, you know, back to the patriarchy, you know, isolating women from each other. And, and I feel like now there's this space for women to embrace that. And when they find that instead of vulnerability being weakness, it's power. That's what I found. Mm. When I would share who I really was, there was so much power in that. Mm. And now, I mean, good luck shutting me up. I just, (laughs) I'll say anything I want to say anytime I want to say it. (laughs) Yeah. And I love it. <laughs> That's it. You do that, sister. Um, <laughs> now, Melissa, I have to ask you, can you define what being ethical means to you? Okay. So I've been thinking about this. Mm. I even had to look up the word to make sure <laughs> that I was on the right track. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's tricky, right? I feel like it, it was, it's so personal mm. for me. What I came down, what it came down to for me was what's in the, what's in the greatest, what's in the interest, oh my goodness, what's in the interest of the greater good, Mm. right? What I'm doing 
is it, is it lifting up or is it bringing down? Is my business lifting everyone up or is it lifting me up at, at the expense of somebody else? And, you know, I'm learning a lot about feminism. You know, that was obviously not a part of my upbringing and, and the different levels of feminism. And, you know, unless we're lifting up all women, it's not true feminism. Mm. Unless, unless the white community is also lifting up the black community and the brown community, then it's not, it's not true feminism. And I, I feel like that's what, to me, ethical is, is that we're lifting everyone up equally, not at the expense of one group or the other. Um, that's kind of a long explanation. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, you know, I love asking this question and I pretty much say this on every episode, but there's no wrong answer. Like yeah. whatever it is to you, it is. And and I absolutely love that. I, I haven't heard anyone quite put it like that, but I love it. <laughs> it's great. Now, um, what are your future plans at the moment? I've, I've got a feeling in my gut that there's a book coming for you. <laughs> what? Am I right? You're right. You're right. There is not right now because I have a lot on my plate, but there's so much to my story Mm. that I don't think it can fit anywhere but in a book. Mm. And I want my deepest desire through my story and my work is that women can see where I've come from and what I've overcome and see themselves in that and say, I've had trauma too. We all do, whether it's physical trauma or sexual trauma, or we all have trauma in our life. Mm. And I want them to be able to see my story and say, she did it. I could do it. I'll borrow her courage. Just like I borrowed someone else's courage. You know, when I was leaving, I want, I want to pay it for it. I want them to be able to see my story and see themselves. And I, yeah. A book, maybe. <laughs> no, I just like that was the vibe I was getting from you. I was like, there, "There's a book in there's a book in this woman. There's a book in her." <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, and uh, man, it would be a fabulous read. Can I just say? <laughs> <laughs> it would be. Yeah, it either needs to be a book or like a lifetime movie or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or a movie, you know? Let's let's max it out. Let's go for a movie. <laughs> So, Melissa, if people want to find out more about you, where can they go? Yeah, so I am online, melissalionwest.com and Instagram, same handle. And my, I just released my signature program, which I honestly am so thrilled about. It's called Grown-Ass Woman. And it's 90 days to releasing fear and guilt, embracing self-worth, and giving you the tools to live boldly. And... I like to tell the story of where this came from because it's Mm. so great. When I was leaving the cult, this woman who helped me out, she actually didn't live in my state. And so every six months we would visit each other. And I was sitting on her couch and her older teenage daughter came down and it was me and her and her husband on the couch. And her daughter said, hey, dad, can I spend the night at so-and-so's house? And her dad said, you're a grown ass woman. You can make your own choices. Did you mean to ask for a ride? And I was like, what just happened? So she, they, they talk, she leaves. I'm like laughing and I raise my hand and I'm like, um, how do I get permission to be a grown ass woman? Like, <laughs> I don't understand what you're talking about. And so this program is, you know, 
so much of what I've learned over the last, you know, five years since I left, all the skills and tools to release that fear and release that guilt and um, just kind of like in a step-by-step. And so if, if women or, or men, I have, it's called grown ass woman because I focus on, on women, but I have had men go through the program. Um, if they, if they want further support. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I love it. I love the work. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, I'm going to have to check that out. And, and I know so many women who could benefit from that really. Like um, there's so many women who just live in hiding basically. Yeah. And yeah. they need to get out and be a grown ass woman. <laughs> yes. I feel like inside of all of us, is this magic, this power, this gift that we're here to give. And I just want to help women unlock that and release whatever it is and step into their life boldly and just bring that magic to the world. Yeah. Oh, I was just, as you said that, (laughs) I I got this, imagine the energy in the world Mm -hmm. if all women did that and were a grown-ass woman. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ripple effect is, it, it would just be magical, right? I mean, I feel like that's the struggle in our world right now is that the balance is off. Mm. You know, so many women are in hiding. And yeah, as that balance starts to right itself, I think, like you said, that there's definitely a shift. There's mm. definitely an evolution coming. Yeah. Well, I have the last big question for you, Melissa, and right, um, yeah. I can't wait to hear your answer. What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? Okay. Well, I definitely think the change I want to see is women stepping into their power. And how can we bring it to life? I think the way that I'm doing it is sharing my story about how I did it and and really leaning into that vulnerability and saying, I'm okay with all of my mess and you're okay with all of your mess and it's beautiful. And it's catching, right? It's catching. I just shared, you know, I just started sharing my story out in the open. That's kind of how, you know, it's not, it's not, I, you know, as it goes on these podcasts and as I'm speaking on stage, then it's not my story so much anymore. Mm. And that was really scary for me as I thought about, you know, who from my past life and my family would hear this. Mm. And it was really scary to release that, but I just felt that it was so powerful and important that I do that. And I started getting messages from people with the same experience saying, thank you for sharing. I now feel like I can talk to this person in my life. I now feel like I can step in. And, and it's the same thing, right? It's, it's, I watch these other women do it and now I'm doing it. And yes, let's just keep vulnerably sharing and supporting each other. And I think that's, that's how I envision the change happening. Yeah. And, you know, I've spoken to so many people around the world and, and most recently um, I actually spoke with a fairly popular Hollywood actress and one of the things that uh, that she said that I also related with was, um, you know, that moment when you're able to, you know, share your story and be really vulnerable, that's where the fear is and you're like, oh, my God, what are people going to say? What are they going to do? I've never spoken about this stuff before. And I know for me, when I uh, released my first podcast three years ago, it was very raw. It was my story. And um, I, yeah, I was like, mm, all right, let's just do it and see what happens. But you know what? The world didn't end. And yeah. <laughs> it won't. And it doesn't. Um, but 
it's feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. You yeah. know, just do it. Um, because, yeah, because I don't know how you felt, but after I shared my story, it was like this weight. It's a relief. Was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's, I think there's a couple of footnotes uh, from, from our conversation today, Melissa, and, and one that's imprinted on me has been uh, your quote about borrowing courage. And I mm. think um, if I was to take anything from this conversation today, it would be that. Yeah. Maybe that should be the title of my book. <laughs> I, you know what? That's what was in the back of my head. Stop reading my mind. <laughs> I'll write it down. I'll write it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's what I reckon you should call it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't have to do this alone. We do not have to. We can't. No. We can't. No. And I So much freedom in leaning on somebody else. Yeah. So, yeah, I think if we were to, you know, footnote this, it'd be borrow the courage and feel the fear and do it anyway. I love it. Yeah. Melissa, I can't thank you enough for being a part of the ethical evolution. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Ethical Evolution podcast. If you're an ethical business owner, change maker or holistic healer who's determined to make a change in the world and you need support to spread your message, visit ethicalchangeagency.com to collaborate. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.